0: And welcome to episode 37 of Hashtag No Filter. Today's episode is featuring a repeat guest. So, I've had a couple repeat guests, and I actually really love doing this because I think it's really cool to see the changes that have maybe happened in their life over the course of the time that they've last been on, or you know maybe further expand on topics that we talked about the first time. And for this guest in particular, her name is Laura Max Rose, and she was actually on my third episode ever. So my first episode was a simple like welcome episode and introduction. My second episode featured my first guest, and then my third episode featured my second guest. And that third episode second guest was Laura Max Rose. So that was actually back in January of 2018, so over a year ago. And a lot has changed in Laura's life. She's had a second child um, as of just a couple months ago. So she has a toddler and a newborn. And she is so open and honest about her experience um, and actually the, the differences that she's experienced in in with both her first child and now with her second one. Not not even talking about the child in particular, but more so about how she has felt and it's such a stark contrast and that's why I wanted to bring her on primarily to talk about that. She was so open and honest in her first episode with us about, you know, her life post partum and how that was for her which was not the easiest and she was very candid about all that and now how different it is with her second child. So I just thought that was so interesting to talk about. So we talk a lot about that. We talk, you know, just about motherhood in general and things she's learned. She's probably my most articulate, well-spoken uh, friend, one of my most insightful friends and I just love hearing from her. So even if you don't have a kid or you are not pregnant or you're not planning on having a kid or it's not something you even know is in your future, I still would urge you to listen because we talked on. We talked about so much more than just motherhood. We talked about friendships as an adult. Uh, we talked about marriage, a lot of different things. Um, and actually, some of the lessons she's learned through motherhood, I even said to her, I was like, I don't have a kid. And I actually, I love talking about this stuff with you because it really can translate into someone's life, even if they don't have a kid. So bottom line, it was a really great conversation. Loved, loved, loved having Laura back. And I think you're going to love it too. So without further ado, here is Laura Max Rose on episode 37 of Hashtag No filter.
1: Welcome back, Laura. Thank you so much for having me, Julie. Thank I'm you. so excited to be back. You were on a year,
0: over a year ago. Yes, over, over a, year a year ago. Because you were episode... I'll put it in the show notes. I think four. I was or three. one of your first. You're maybe my, I'm very proud you of that. I think you were two or three early on. So that was like over a year ago. So it's crazy. So give everyone, for those who don't know who you are, and those who do know who you are, and listen to that episode, a refresher. Lay of the land. Who you are? Your story.
1: I am. I'm honored to be here. I'm Laura Max Rose, and um, I know Julie through a friend. And since the moment I met her, just absolutely fell in love with her. I fell in love with Laura too. Thank you. I um. I am a mother of. two two girls. One is two and a half years old and the other was born seven weeks ago. Their names are (laughs) Selma Baines and Violet May. And, um, I live with them and my husband in the Heights in Houston. I have a marketing and a digital media website design company, um, which I'm currently taking a little break from while I spend some time at home with our youngest daughter. And I, you know, for the most part, just, um, absolutely, love being a mother and also love, um, finding space to continue to be myself in a world that tells us that perhaps we can only be a mom or only be a working person. Um, can we find balance between those two things? I think yes. So I
0: love that intro. That was so, I love that. So on the first podcast we talked, it was mostly, we talked a lot about, um, life postpartum, um, and we talked about the motherhood comparison game. And I want to really touch first on the postpartum situation. You were very open and honest about your experience after Selma. Can you talk about how that was compared to now after Violet and, and the difference? Because I know you and I, I know there's, there's been a big difference.
1: So there is a stark contrast between the experience that I'm having now um, in my postpartum period with my second daughter and the one that I had with my first. And on the on, on the first podcast I did with you, I talked extensively about finding out I had postpartum depression about a year after my first daughter was born. And from the moment she was born, it felt like my life had just been flipped upside down. I was terrified. I felt like I had very little confidence in myself. Um, I was very young. Um, I do believe that that was a contributing factor. My husband was running for office at the time. I was doing a lot. I was doing way too much. His campaign at the time was my life. And I remember showing up in the campaign office with a newborn and I'm talking like one week old um, with her strapped to me in the baby carrier, making phone calls, trying to raise money for his campaign or get people to vote for him. So I had like these two passions at once. And while that was wonderful, I was burning myself out. And what I have learned is so important is that when you have a baby, you have to take Immaculate care of yourself, like beyond what you would even like if you think about taking care of yourself in one way, multiply that by a hundred million. And how do you do that when you have a newborn? How do you do that when you have a newborn <laughs> with a toddler, right? And now with a toddler, um, right? It's right. funny that I'm having the better experience this time around mm-hmm. when I also have a toddler at home. So I just really had no concept of that. Um, I always tell people that I designed this nursery. For my firstborn, and it had all the stuff that she could possibly need, but none of it was for me. I didn't think about any of the stuff that I would need. And she was a newborn. She couldn't see the new pink sheets. She couldn't see anything. Any of this stuff. uh, Yeah, none of this mattered to her, right? right? And here I was, like, I just hadn't even thought about myself. I was this afterthought. Um, That was a very big contributing factor. Um, I also had a very chaotic delivery. Um, My daughter was late and I was not dilated and I had to be induced. And after 30 hours of labor, I had a C-section, stayed in the hospital for seven days, um, got home and hadn't really slept for that entire week. So um, my sleep deprivation psychosis was in full effect by the time Uh, I got home. Yeah. And I got what I call like a false start with her. Right. Um, I, I had that experience starting off that way was just, it was just not, it was not a good, not a good way to start. So, um, second time around from the moment I got pregnant, I put a lot of energy into, um, how this second birth would go. So, mm. as most people who've had a baby know, birth plans are kind of a joke because God laughs when you make plans, right? Right. <laughs> and it never goes that way. But I thought, I, you know what? I really wanted to have a VBAC. Which, if you don't know what that is, since we're on hashtag No Filter, yeah, just go tell it's them. A, it's a vaginal birth after C-section. So it's, um, you know, when well, a woman—that's woman, what it stands for. That's what it's That's okay. what it stands Got for. It. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I knew what it was, but okay. So they didn't used to even really allow them, and now they've not—they've determined that they're almost at the same level of safety as a repeat C-section. If right. not even safer if you're able to have one, right? And I really wanted to have one if possible because my C-section recovery was just terrible. Um, and I worked with a cousin of mine who is also a very dear dear friend and a doula, which is a sort of birth guide, if mm-hmm. you will. Um, and took all these different herbs and did a bunch of acupuncture and gave it my best shot and honestly really never thought I would succeed. I really thought I'd end up having a repeat C-section and I was very at peace with that. Yeah. And because
0: well, you have to be right. Like you don't yeah. really have a you might not have had a choice,
1: right? Yeah. If it got to it, right. I also had like all these residual feelings that like somehow I did something wrong that made it so I'd had to have a C-section with my first, which Mm. is so insane. So what I ended up doing was like, I really forgave myself for whatever I was blaming myself for and was completely at peace with having that happen again. Yeah. Like none of that was my fault. That was what had to happen. Um, and I ended up going into labor on my due date and Violet was born, um, by VBAC on February easy. 19th. So I much easier. Easy, no, but easier. it was just like this incredible experience. And, um, I want, I want to say this for the record and also for my daughter when she's older mm-hmm. and listening to this, maybe one day that that has nothing to do with the baby and the person herself. Right. right? This was just about my experience um, going into motherhood. And what that proved to me was that we need so much more support for women when they're pregnant, when they have a baby. Um, I like had that support with my second, but that was because I demanded it. I had to go out of my way to get that. And I, I, well, just, you
0: knew because from the first time around need you it. needed it. Absolutely. You, you, right. Right. But right. I went
1: out and I found the doula and I right. did all the research for all the stuff that I would need after I had the baby and I took time off, which so many people don't have the, don't, can't take, which right. is insane. insane. That should be a right, not a privilege.
0: Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. And so you take, you are taking the time and you, so how are you feeling like postpartum? Why? I mean, I know last time it was uh, later on and it's a whole different story, but you're feeling good. I mean, I'm you feel feeling gri-
1: really good. Like right. actually I'm feeling almost the best I've Ever felt in my life, besides the fact that I can't remember anything because I don't (laughs) sleep very often. (laughs) Minor details. (laughs) Minor detail. But I didn't sleep at all when Selma was born. And Mm. um, the difference is that I was doing so much other stuff when she was born. I was still working. I was trying to get my husband um, to win his campaign. Yeah, to win his election. And this time I'm like, this is the only thing Mm -hmm. I have to do is raise this newborn baby, right? So if it's the only thing I'm doing and I'm not sleeping that well at night, it's a lot worth, easier to it's function. It's, it's much right. easier. Yeah. Yeah. So
0: how, and obviously you've been through it. Cause I remember, I think we were getting, probably we were getting wine. Although if you were pregnant, it would have been me drinking and you wishing you were drinking or something. But either way, it was probably over one of our wine or coffee dates. And you had said something like the first three months kind of suck. Like, yeah. and you don't, it's anything we talked about the podcast, like, and no one talks about it, but do you feel differently now with the first three months of Violet? Uh, no Not because it's Violet, me. just yeah, this no. second. No it, one
1: can see me right now, but I'm nodding. Like they she's don't She's smiling. Suck. Yes. No. Yeah. Like they, they they're like amazing.
0: But do you think your situation the first time around was unique? Like does every new mom, like, I don't know. Like, I mean, I can't speak because I haven't had, I don't have a baby, but, but is it, um, is it because you knew about everything? Cause it was your second or it shouldn't always suck.
1: What I have discovered is that both of them are like equally common. Right, so the, right. the negative postpartum experience that I had with Selma, I could find a million people who felt that way. And now I can find a million people who feel the way that I do mm-hmm. now. And I wish I had known that with Selma. Like right. I really thought like all the blissful moms were just lying. Well, on and Instagram, like, it's like yeah. the highlight reel. They weren't. It's like the highlight yeah, reel, yeah. and you I was like, no one's really shit. that happy like after they have right. a baby.
0: But how and could you not think about
1: it? I know, like it is so possible to have such a wide spectrum of experiences after you have a baby, and I've had these two polar opposite experiences. I formula fed Selma. I'm like exclusively nursing this next this new baby, which I never thought would even be possible. Now I'm even more convinced that it does not matter. which way you feed your baby. And you didn't
0: necessarily have, you didn't necessarily think that I judge myself
1: so hard for formula feeding that child. I can't even tell you. I tortured myself. Uh. Tortured myself. And now I look at it and now I'm exclusively breastfeeding, which is like the thing that you're supposed to do. Like the people who do that, they judge the people who are formula feeding. And I'm like, I have, I'm more convinced that like I needed to formula feed that girl for my own sanity. She didn't like nursing. She didn't didn't like breast milk. It didn't work. Like listen to yourself, mama. Whatever you need to do. Yeah. Honestly, nursing is probably what. Is given me the most sanity in my postpartum period this time. It's like this bonding experience that I have with my baby. It keeps me kind of connected to her. Like Mm -hmm, every three mm -hmm, hours mm -hmm. I need to be with her. And that has really helped me. That's with Selma. It was the opposite. She didn't like it. I didn't, feel comfortable with it. We didn't have that kind of like nursing relationship. Mm -hmm. And the second I started giving her formula, we really started bonding. And everyone told me like the bonding was only in the nursing. Like you're only in a bond if you nurse. I mean, I call bullshit on that, right? I don't have a baby, but that can't. That's insane. And I was like, but I'm like having such a better experience now that I'm giving her formula. And like, I just regret spending all this time feeling so guilty about that. If I felt like, the, if I felt like Violet needed formula, I'd give her formula right, right now. Right. And so, I would feel no guilt about it, that. So
0: even though you're loving breastfeeding, it's been the most incredible thing. You are still so happy. You you so formula that uh, Yes. Uh, it was the right, right thing to do. And right. like
1: having this baby is what finally like solidified Isn't that, that for me. interesting? Yeah.
0: So it's this time around, it's like, is it night and day? It's, like, night, and it's day. night and day. It's night and day.
1: Absolutely. And
0: again, it's not because it's Selma versus Violet. Violet. It's no. just that just how it's been. It's it's ha- just how it's... been
1: so much easier. And like Selma is such an angel big sister. Like she's incredible with Violet. And like it's so cool to like see all of that come together. Yeah. It's like so I did special a lot of to yeah, it's girls. really cool. It's really cool. How has
0: it been with this time around, maybe versus last in terms of social media that we talked about the comparison yeah. game last time? Do you find yourself scrolling and being like, oh, Well, it's funny. I can
1: kind of tell when people are bullshitting now because I bullshat so much. (laughs) Like I've, yeah. (laughs) When you're really miserable in an experience that's supposed to be happy, Mm -hmm. you get really good at acting like you're happy on social media, Right, right? So I don't know if I'm projecting, but now, like when I do see someone who's like maybe acting like they're happy, I can kind of tell because I've been there. Right? Like you can kind of see through it. I know. see through it. And like, I know how it feels to be like the first time new mom who's like, oh my God, I'm supposed to be so happy, but I'm not, but I have to tell everyone that I am. Like, I can identify that much more easily now because I've been there and I was that mom and I was terrified. Right. And you have all this guilt because you're like, I'm supposed to be so happy all the time. And you only share the happy moments. Yeah. But now, does it
0: bother you when you see, like, if you are having a bad day, let's say with Violet and or Selma, and you see this like perfectly family, perfect mom, quote unquote perfect. You don't care. It just I'm a kinda... little bit
1: irritated sometimes when people really push that like model of perfection because I feel like it's not it's a disservice. It is. I really do. Um and I really try very hard not to be that mom. Yeah. Um because I just feel like the best the best thing I can do, the most uh, like of service I can be to my fellow mothers is to say, hey, there are hard days. Of course. And you're not alone. Right. And I don't see the purpose in saying that I'm perfect all the time because I'm not. And that doesn't make anybody feel better. That makes them feel like shit. It makes them feel like right? shit. So right. So why would I right. do that? Right. You're yeah. a
0: caring person. So you think I about others' like, feelings.
1: Like <laughs> When I see people like pushing the highlight reel and really trying to right. make it look like everything's great all the time, I get a little Unfollow bit like... Or- <laughs> Yeah, I hide. So I hide. hide they like mute like, those yeah, stories. Mute those because I'm like. You're not really helping people.
0: You're not. Like, yeah. I loved the other night where you wrote, I think, did Selma have Pirate's Booty in her bed?
1: Oh, yes. Or? My child decided she wouldn't go to bed without Pirate's Booty in her bed. Which
0: I get, because Pirate's Booty is really delicious. But, I, like, right. I love that you, like, that was not an <laughs> ideal situation for you. Did you want her going to bed with Pirate's Booty? No. Oh. But you, like, wrote about it on social media. I'm sure it resonated with some mom or dad who was, like, not able to get their child to or whatever the case was. Yeah. And it was, it was funny.
1: It was funny. <laughs> and, like, also what I said was, like, I love these two angels but I'm having a glass of wine by myself on the porch right now. <laughs> and like, I have no, like no shame about that. No. Like you, you what? needed it. Why? What is going on with this? Like revelation of parents who feel like being a good parent means like never ever taking a minute for yourself, never being tired, right. never needing a break. Like I will be the first person to tell you that I need a break. Right. That's what makes me a human and being.
0: What I've noticed and just cause we're good friends. So I know, but you prioritize you and your husband, Ben prioritize date nights, right? We do. And you have like, you are conscious about making time for yourself. The Very, two of you. Yes. So how is that was with Selma as well, right? Yeah. We started yeah. that
1: with Selma. Selma was probably about, um, 11 months old we found an incredible nanny who is like Amazing. family to us Ugh. and she um started <clears throat> she started coming on saturday nights and sunday mornings so we have saturday oh, still? night day night still the, yes oh, this I is still what we do that. we do date night on saturday night and then sunday morning we kind of choose to do what our what, what we want to do with our time and like if you're hungover you're hungover right right As, exactly. i mean i'm sure you're not well hungover, it, but. you know what it's hard to go out on saturday night <laughs> I'm if sure you know that sunday morning's gonna start with like good morning
0: but, 7, 8, 8, but at, right? least, at least you have a nanny there helping in that morning yeah. process. Yeah, That's so, so it's so kind great. of like
1: we get to choose. Like usually we go to breakfast, or like Got my it. husband kind of loves finding like festivals and fairs yeah. to go to. So we'll we'll go and like just be two grownups, and it's alone, about us alone. And like then when we come back to our kids, we're like rejuvenated, and we've had my time with each other. I mean, we're better amazing parents. parents,
0: but you're probably no, better. It's true. And,
1: that's So it yeah. is, there is something to be said
0: about, so, so not only prioritizing your, your husband and your relationship and your everything about that, but also yourself. So have you taken, have you, you've been consciously taking more time for yourself this time around? Oh, like absolutely. Like every day? Like you I've tra- said
1: no to almost every single person who has asked me, like, if I want to, you know, do an extra project, a work project. Oh, we're, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, um, like this is the, this is my job right now. Um, and like, that's what I, I know that it needs to be in order for me to yeah. stay sane. Yeah. Like me staying sane is the most important thing to me. And I'm just yeah. like taking, making absolutely sure that I stay sane. And
0: if if (laughs) staying sane means having a glass of wine by yourself on the porch at whatever time you you can do that, right? I mean, whatever works, but you have to, because I mean, even with or without a child, if you're not taking care of yourself, how are you supposed to show up to these other relationships? And if a mother, that job of being a mother, I mean, yeah. uh, yeah, I mean, how do you, how, how, how it's not possible. Right? It's not possible. Something's gonna sink if exactly. you don't take care of yourself. No, exactly. And so you so every kind of you make sure that every part of your life, with you and Ben, yourself you personally alone, is all taken care of. How amazing to know that this time around. Like and do you so wish, much... like,
1: I mean, you can't go back, it doesn't matter, but first yeah, time around, sure. I mean, I wish I could have gone like back and said, guess what, Laura? Selma's not gonna be a newborn for very long, and this mm-hmm. is the only time. And like people would say that to me and I'd get really pissed off, but now I kind of understand what they were saying. I felt like part of my postpartum depression was that when she was born, I felt like I was always going to be in the newborn stage. Right. I didn't understand how fast time was going to go and that nothing was permanent. Everything is so temporary yeah. about having yeah. a baby, but well, you don't have they change one. Every day? They change every day. You have one and you're like, oh my God, am I never going to sleep again? You don't really know what's going to happen next. Yes. You're going to sleep again. You're going to sleep right. again in four months. Like right. you're not, this is not going to be your forever at right. all. Like in fact, this is going to be so phenomenally temporary. You're going to be looking at photos. In your iPhone for hours, just wishing you could go back and visit. And so this time around, I know, like, listen, Violet's got a month left of her newbornhood, and then she's going to be like, Doing all doing these things, things. yeah, <laughs> and like I, I'm like soaking it all in because Great. I, I so, get and you're there. like
0: appreciating. You're like you're in the mo- you're present in I'm every present. moment with her, yeah, yeah, which is
1: so amazing. Sorry, you are planning on going back to work. I am. I'm going to go back to work, and um, I'm I'm very excited about that. When well, like that time within comes. like after a few months, or you don't know yet. Or my plan is probably in July and August, which is the summer in Houston. So it's a very slow time here, which I'm kind of I did that on purpose. Yeah. I want it to be a slow time because I want to ease back into That's it. That's a good
0: idea. Yeah, it's a, and yeah. uh,
1: I'm, uh, I am think it'll look a little bit different for me as well. I have two children now instead of one. Yep. <laughs> so I don't have as much time as I used to have. And what I do with that time is very, very important. Right. So I want to be very intentional with the kind of work that I so do. So you
0: might be more selective about clients and projects you take on. Yes. And if something came your way, like a great project before July, are you even considering it or you've given yourself like a heart? Like, no,
1: we are giving um, ourselves... It'd have to be damn good, <laughs> but I can't imagine what it would be, to be what? honest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be um, real good. If someone's hiring me to just be on this podcast and talk and drink wine, right. that's something I'm that's, yes, she might, to do. She right. might consider it.
0: So, <laughs> so speaking of work, um, Laura, tell them about your, uh, your new venture, your,
1: uh, podcast. Well, I'm really excited about this. So I'm very, uh, very inspired by my friend, Julie, who has her booming that's podcast right very now. Sweet. Thank you. But I started, um, I love writing and I, I'm a writer and the thing about writing when you have young children is that rarely do you have one, especially not two hands free. So I'm, I, I type on my, I type to write a blog post. I need both of my hands and I will have this amazing idea and I can't write it down because I, someone's in one hand and another one's in the the, other. There's 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 something going on. I can't. So what I started doing was, um, you know, I'm very extroverted in some ways, and I really need to share my experiences with other people. And I found myself recording these voice notes um, to share with my friends and like, just check in with them and let them know what was going on. And the stuff that I was recording in the voice notes was stuff that I would write in a blog post. Yeah. So a friend of mine said something kind of magical to me. She said, Laura, I have to tell you, I laugh hysterically at these voice notes. And that they're kind of like my favorite podcast, even though they're not a podcast. Even though they're not, and wine, I by thought, the way. oh my God, that's what I need to be doing you know, Mm -hmm. like I can just stand, I can sit here with my voice notes and upload it. And this is my podcast. Um, and I could just be sharing this with everyone instead of just one person. So I'm thinking that the title of this podcast, um, is going to be look ma no hands because I have no hands ever. And I'm recording these things from the front lines of motherhood. And it's primarily about motherhood. It primarily is right now. And you know, it might not be that way forever. Um, but I, I feel like that's, that's where I am in my life. And this is the way that I can share what's going on for me with other people. Um, I'm just literally recording voice notes on my phone and, and uploading them. So
0: will the episodes be short, long, medium? What? Um, they're about up to 15 minutes. Got it. Most so a little easy to digest. Me.
1: Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not going to be able to interview like we are right now because right. the whole point is this is something I'm doing like between diaper changes. Right. So. And that's
0: why I love it. I, I mean, this is so, inc- when's the first episode going live, by the way? Probably in about a week. Perfect. As so um, I I just love the idea because one, this is going to resonate with so many moms and maybe even non-moms. Okay. I mean, I know your primary subject is motherhood right now, but like you never, I mean, I don't have kids and I enjoy talking about this with you because because things you are saying about prioritizing yourself and you and your husband, that's shit that I have to do too, even Thank though I don't you. have a kid. Yeah, I
1: feel like when I'm not in the newborn stage anymore, it's yeah. going to be stuff that resonates so, with a lot of people. But regardless,
0: for mothers, it's definitely going to resonate for parents. And I also just love that you're you're literally being so real about it. Like I'm doing it in between different changes, like I'm doing it in between having poop on my hands, right? Right, and like, right. And no, like, seriously, wrangling the toddler and
1: like. the other one. Like the first episode I recorded, I was like recording it on my Bluetooth as I was driving my daughter somewhere, and she started crying in the car seat, and I had to like stop <laughs> and like re-record. And like, pretty much all of them are kind of like that. I mean, I'll be like nursing her, right. and I'll come up with an idea, right. and. I'm sitting here. I'm like on this really awesome technology with you, and I hope that if I if I find out that I'm successful at this, <laughs> that I'm going to invest in my technology. The, the but recorder. the whole thing is like I'm really talking into my phone the way that I talk to my of friends. Of course,
0: as you sh- and that's why I think people are going to love it too because it's going to be very conversational and like. Yeah. So what I don't want you to give too much away about the podcast and the topics that you're covering because people have to tune in to find it or to listen to it. But what would could you say to a new mom? So someone who doesn't did you say the Chardonnay is so good? So is that what you said? Laura right. has like a very <laughs> large <laughs> grin on her face drinking this wine i love you because like you like you are the most incredible mother this is totally separate side note. you are the most incredible mother but you also have a life outside your kids um, and you're like <laughs> drinking wine with me like at whatever fucking time it is on a whatever day it is it's and like best, it's, you're you. like but then you're gonna go back and be an all-star mom but you are able to separate the two thank you julie and, i mean i'm sure you're like i'm exhausted i'm ready to go to bed but it's fine True. anyway um Okay. So can you, a new mom who you know, never, okay, let's say she's a new mom. So never had a first time mom, never had a kid, doesn't have any nieces or nephews, really has no experience with, with a newborn. What would you say are your top three pieces of advice or words of wisdom you would give this lovely woman?
1: Okay. And she's just had this baby or she's um, watching this baby. Maybe
0: she's about to have this she's baby. She's about to have She's it. about to embark on this like crazy new journey. Okay.
1: Um, <laughs> first piece of advice would be go with your gut, mm-hmm. stay away from the parenting books. Um, the Neanderthals, they didn't have parenting books. I did tell myself this any all parenting the time. Books? I did read them with Selma. I read two. And I honestly think that the only things that they did for me were negative. I, I, really? I don't, and I, I feel very strongly about that. I think that they got me into my own head a lot. They're other people's perspective. Sorry yep. to anyone who's ever written them. No, yeah. Maybe they work for other people, but um, for me, they really made me question myself, especially as a first-time mom. You want to read it as a second-time mom? Great. First time around, I was like... There was one that I read that was about getting my baby on a sleep schedule. Mm. I was so obsessive about the times of day in which I fed her that like I didn't enjoy any of it because if it got to 4.15 and I was supposed to feed her at 4 o'clock, I was just like beating the shit out of myself that I missed the dead. Like it was just so crazy. It was so stressful. So like really listen to your gut. Nothing is that serious. Nothing so, is that serious. I don't, I don't know, but I assume like, what is
0: there a book like on how to swaddle or like, you'll figure out how to swaddle or the so doctor all will show that you stuff.
1: I actually watched YouTube videos. That was really helpful. So, you, so
0: on that, in terms of the actual, like how to do yeah. something
1: you're all about, I'm all about like how to like, but not sure, not, but the, but the books that were like kind of very much one person's perspective. Um, I could take little pieces of that. You know, there's like bringing up Bebe is like a very, like, um, very well read, um, very frequently read, rather frequently purchased, um, baby book. And, um, the one big piece of advice that people take away from that book is, you know, the pause, like when your baby wakes up and starts crying, don't run, don't jump up and go in there immediately. Pause. Okay. Wait. And that's a good thing. Yes. That's a good piece of advice. And book. like okay. I love these little like bits of wisdom that I get from parenting books. So let me just rephrase like there are de- there's definitely like a lot of wisdom out there. Sure. But getting like completely um obsessive about it or, you know, reading twelve, pick pick one school of thought that you like and yeah. just kind of go with it. And the rest of it should really be your instinct. And just go with that gut. Go with your gut. Is it
0: true that maternal instinct kicks in like that is a thing? Absolutely. Yeah. You
1: have no idea what you're capable of until you have that baby. You're going to be like blown away by yourself. I just got chills. Not that I even yeah. know if I want a baby, but no, like I'm you're sure like, How that- did I know how yeah. to do this? Like you do well, not know. know. I've never you're- changed a diaper before I, I had lie. Selma. The nurses in the hospital t- taught me how. Right. And what is also amazing is that um, if you'd asked me this on your last podcast, like three pieces of advice, one of them would be like learn the five S's, which are like the happiest baby on the block is a parenting book. Right. And the author of that book, Harvey Karp, I think is his name, talks about the um oh, the the five SMU. S's. Oh, the snooze. He, he developed the, snooze the snooze and he talks about when your baby is fussing and won't calm down, the five S's are swaddling, shushing, sucking, side-lying, and swaying. Okay. We had to do this with our daughter nonstop. This was like the only thing that would calm her down. You had to do all five S's all at once, all the time. Selma, this is with Salma. Yes. Violet, I just like put her in the rock and play or and whatever. She's, she's asleep. Yeah. So I wouldn't have needed that with her if she was my first, right? Uh, okay. But like- um, I knew instinctively that Selma needed more. She needed that and I found it and right. I found the video and you will find what you need to find for your baby and so, you will know what that baby and needs. And trusting yourself is the first step to that. Absolutely. Trust your gut.
0: Do, and I yeah. seek, ask a doctor if you need, right? Yeah, you can, right. absolutely. Okay, so first
1: piece of advice, trust, trust your gut. Trust your gut. Second. Second piece of advice, um, you're going to sleep again. <laughs> it, just know that. And it's going to happen so much sooner than you think. And you're gonna be okay. And so much of the negativity that is floating around in you right now, if there is any, is due to sleep deprivation. Mm -hmm. And it's very hard to know that you're going to have normal nights again. You will. They will happen quickly. For many babies, they happen at three, four, five months. That's right. normal. Um, if you're, it's not happening that early, it can happen. You uh-huh. can you can learn about how to make that happen. Right. There, uh, and, and, and there's
0: also sleep regression
1: or that doesn't there, typically... There are sleep regressions. Yeah. And if you can just get through those regressions without like completely reverting right. to right. like all these terrible habits, yeah. they're usually like four days long you'll right. survive. Right. Everything in parenthood that is challenging is also very short lived. Very temporary. Very temporary.
0: So just know that the, the tiredness, like, are you, you don't look tired
1: right now. Are you tired? I, I'm tired in that. Like I, yes, you my are. fine motor skills are really struggling right now. <laughs> um, yes, but, I'm tired, but I'm not the tired. I'm not tired. Like I was. Okay. And just, and do you, do you still remind yourself like
0: this is going to pass? Like, yeah, you don't need to anymore. You can. No,
1: of- I mean, like I, I have like a series of deadlines with my husband. Like, you know, my daughter is um, seven weeks old and I am very tired right now. And it has started to affect some of my physical functions. Like I, my hands don't, I'm <laughs> like not even we're- <laughs> kidding. I'm not even kidding. Like I can't. <laughs> the wine button- she's holding might end up on yeah, the floor. <laughs> I'm having a hard time like buttoning my daughter's shirts in the morning. It does really affect yeah. your fine motor skills. Okay. It's not even, it's not right, even a joke. Right. So I have these sort of deadlines with him. You know, our daughter will start a daycare program at three and a half months. And I've said, if I get to that point and she's not sleeping through the night yet, Mm -hmm. I will have a serious conversation about like supplementing with formula at night so that I can get some sleep. Right. 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 Um, I, I have deadlines like that. So you kind of just learn what you're, what you can deal with and what you can't deal with. Right. And And you go with that and you go with it. So, okay.
0: So know that, you will sleep again. You will sleep that again. That is the second. Okay. Yes. What's your third piece? This <sighs> <hard? laughs> My
1: third piece, um, whatever you need to do for your baby, you need to do that thing. So, okay. We, so do what you need to do for your baby, because that's what your baby needs. And your baby chose you to be their mother and that, you know what to do for that child. My firstborn, Needed round the clock entertainment from the second she was born. And that is not because she was my firstborn. And I thought that that was the case. That's still the case. That's how she is. That's how she is. Yeah. And I had this feeling, you know, I really wanted to be like a stay at home mom when she was born. And almost from like two weeks in, I realized like that wasn't the right thing for her. Mm -hmm. Not only was it not the right thing for me, but she wasn't going to thrive in that environment. She needed to be with other kids. She needed to be with other kids. Yeah. Like very early on. So she needed a lot of stimulation.
0: So when you say tr- do what your kid needs, meaning like don't compare to others. Don't, like don't compare to other people. doesn't matter what anyone else she is doing. She went
1: to daycare when she was four months old right. and you wouldn't believe what people said to me about this. Oh. I work from home, so I should be able to work with her in the people house. People actually have the nerve to say people it. People are crazy. Yeah. yeah. I should be able to work with her in the house or why don't you just get a nanny? Um, <laughs> you're so lucky that you work from home because like you can be with her all day long and like, certainly, but you know what? That didn't benefit her and it didn't benefit me. Certainly
0: not. Neither How one could of it us, benefit?
1: like neither one of us were doing well in that arrangement right. and she went to daycare and both of us just kind of blossomed. Yeah. She loved being in that environment. Yeah. I got my time at home to get my work done. And when I picked up her up from school, I was rejuvenated. Yes. You needed that it was time. Great. Absolutely. So that, and
0: you knew she needed that. So I that's knew she what, needed And that. with Violet, it might be different. With Violet, or- I,
1: if I didn't work, I could very easily probably keep her at home mm-hmm. for probably a year. It's just a different baby, mm-hmm. a different situation. She can come with me. She doesn't need the kind of stimulation that Selma did. Um, I do work though. Yeah. And what I've determined is that I can't really work from home with my baby at home, even if my baby is with a nanny, because I'm very distracted by yeah. and the isn't cries. the baby distracted. It's like the baby, everything. Yeah, it doesn't I can't really get anything done. No. So she'll go to the same program and maybe she'll go for less time. We don't really know, but um they're different children and I knew exactly what to do with the first. And I my only regret is that I didn't just know what I was doing was okay. I was oh, so hard doubt. on myself. You had a lot of self doubt. So and... hard on myself. Why can't I work with you in the house if right. everybody else can do oh, it? Why that can't must I? Be
0: so to have those thoughts and 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 I, I imagine it's pretty normal with the first kid, yeah. right? I yeah. mean, I guess you have to, but it it doesn't help if you have people with saying in your ear, like, oh, why can't you just stay home with her? Like, right? Or, it's like, I mean, it's so like you're not helping. You're so mean. Aren't, you're like, not aren't helping. you supposed to be supportive yeah. of your like your people? You'd like, be
1: amazed what people will say. It's just it's like the craziest thing. Like in person. Yeah even really? on social
0: media, whatever it yeah. is. So if you could, I know it's hard because you can't like speak on behalf of your husband, but if you could say like, if if you could speak on behalf of Ben or what, knowing him as well as you know him being his wife, what advice would you give? Um, it doesn't have to be three pieces, whatever it is. Advice you would give to to the husband or the partner of the person who just had the baby. This is like, my favorite. Oh, good. Okay, go. It's
1: okay that you don't feel a bond with this newborn baby mm-hmm. um, the way that your wife does. Most men I have found when they... Like with newborn, it's very newbornhood is very hard. Babyhood is very hard. Yeah, that kid turns one, and like all of a sudden you've got like a real bond and a friendship, sure. and it's so exciting. But like, don't judge yourself that this is hard.
0: Like right now, Violet literally needs you to eat. Like literally, she, and, it's and like and she biological need-
1: that you find this challenging. Yes, right. And I think the hardest thing for Ben. Um, and he wouldn't mind me saying this because he likes to share this with other men to give them a feeling yeah. of relief. Like the hardest thing for him was this baby is born and like the, he doesn't understand. Like, what what am I supposed to do? You know? What do what, I mean? I guess I well, supposed well, to feel. Selma,
0: So he has he been yeah, like bonding and more now, with Selma? Like
1: Selma is this toddler and they're best friends. Like I tell everyone See, that's so you know, nice. he loves her and they spend all they have so much fun together and that's great because I need to be at home with Violet, right, right, right. you know? So it all works out. And just, if you can just get through it and not judge yourself and understand that all your feelings are normal, that's probably the advice I that, would give okay. you. I Try love to, the, the thing that like somebody told me when Selma was born is it was my job to take care of Selma and Ben's job to take care of me. And Ben really like took to that because I think that's kind of like the role of the husband. Right. That's kind of why maybe a lot of them don't feel that immediate connection. Some do. And like, that's amazing. Amazing, right. Um, Now Ben, like, you know, adores spending every minute he can with Selma. Right, right. But when she was born... It was really like, hey, what can I do to take care of my wife? That was the more instinctive yeah, feeling yeah, that I think yeah. he had.
0: And you learn that, I imagine, as you yeah. go and as absolutely. So, in terms of so that's in terms of your husband. In terms of friends, have how have fr- has has friendships? How and just in general, in terms of let's talk about friendships. You have friends that have babies. You have friends that don't. I'm one of the ones that don't. Um, how I love you. do you notice? Um, like I don't. I don't know how to even ask it. Or, like, do you notice a difference with some friends that have babies and don't? Like you know, a lot of my friends now have babies. I'm fine being around them and their babies. i I love the babies, but have you noticed friendships shifting or changing like over the past couple of years? Um, they shifted, shifted in when Selma was born, yeah. but they
1: didn't shift again yeah. when Violet okay. was born. I have friends. I'm very, very close with people who do not have children like right. you. Right. And they're some of my favorite people to be around. I have other friends who don't have children and they just absolutely do not get it. Okay. And those okay. are the people that I am not as close with. Got it. Um, the people, the people who get it, like, I'm probably, (laughs) I'm just as close with those people as I am with my friends with children.
0: Right, and then you, of course, have your friends that have, children yeah. and how in, in just in general, not even with children, without children. Um, I talked about this in a few podcast episodes ago, adult friendships and them changing over time yeah, and how it can, well, th- I would actually just, I want to ask you this question because I think you're going to have a very, well, now I'm putting pressure on, but now I think yeah. you're going to have a very yeah. good <laughs> response. It was my episode with Jewel the be a few, few times ago. And we talked about adult friendships and sometimes friendships just naturally fade. Like sometimes yeah. you're just not in the same wavelengths or something is just off a little bit and that's okay what would you say? I don't know if your advice, but what would you say about like, um, kind of letting that friendship be like, do you think it's worth having a conversation with the other person about and trying to like get to the root of it no. or just like, let it be.
1: Absolutely. Let it be, let it be. And yeah. you agree
0: that friendships just, Absolutely. they change.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. People come into your life when you need them. Yeah, And if you like, let it go, if it's not meant to be, let it go, right? Like I, absolutely. even I, and
0: I, I'll. I have friends or, or people in my life that you know I've tried to get together with, or maybe the plans end up canceling. And if they after it cancels a few times, and if you realize that like you're you're the one initiating the plans and it's not being reciprocated, I kind of like get the hint. Like maybe yeah. I'm just not that person for them right now. And it's been the reverse where I just I'm just like get the fucking hint, or it just <laughs> stops working out. It stops working out, I, and like right, I always right. take that
1: as a sign. Like even you're if that, it's not intentional, it's yeah, absolutely. Oh yeah, just, just like let it go with the flow. Go with the flow because I we were saying and I you know she's
0: uh, forty six so she's what is that thirteen years older than me and so we're not in the exact I mean she has two you know older boys and blah 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 yeah keep drinking girl yeah, like, yeah. Laura was like putting her <laughs> wine down and, and she was like do I carry <laughs> I'm like keep drinking um, we have more in the bottle but <laughs> but I just it's I feel like that has been something I've talked about in therapy like because I'm you might, I think you're similar. Well, in a certain way, I'm a people pleaser and I don't want anyone to be mad at me. I don't want to hurt anyone. I don't want anyone to not like me, but this was my, the old Julie and I'm trying to get to a place where it's okay. Not everyone's going to like me. I'm like, you can't please everyone, but you have to please yourself. You got to take care of yourself. And so, but that's been challenging. Have you like noticed that or you kind of figured
1: it out earlier on? It's definitely very uncomfortable to let relationships evolve as they're supposed to, because it's, it's vulnerable. Mm -hmm. It's bizarre. It's bizarre. Yeah. Um, it doesn't feel natural to people like no. me and like you, it right. sounds like, Oh, well, I feel like a bitch. Like yeah. I just feel like I'm being
0: <laughs> terrible <laughs> and I haven't done anything wrong, but I just like, uh, like, it gets
1: easier as time goes on. Yeah.
0: And I'm learning that because think. it yeah, took me it a really while does. to Now it it's
1: like, I kinda can see it happening before it does and you just kinda well, go. Well, and I feel like Anne, you with
0: I mean you have kids, I mean you have your hands full, like does I'm sure that puts things into perspective and like what's important. You
1: only have time for what's really important yeah. when you have kids. And that's yeah. like a really big blessing of having kids yeah. is you really stay friends with the people that you need to stay friends right. with and right. the other ones just kind of fade. And it's okay. And that's okay. And that's
0: okay. Right. I yeah. mean, they're just it yeah, it, and it can be sad. Yeah. But then I also think like there is a chance where that friendship can reignite down the road, for right? Sure. Like you can't just but you know, let it
1: happen. Right. If you keep forcing it, it's just gonna take away from the friendship. Mm-hmm. It's gonna make the friendship worse.
0: Absolutely. Well, I feel honored that I'm one of the important ones. Oh, but you're you one said, of my favorite human beings in the <laughs> world. If anything, mine. I don't
1: get to spend enough time with you.
0: I know. We, yesterday I really I'm wanted sad. to get wine, but we couldn't. I know. I don't see Laura enough. And now that I'm not in Houston all the time, but I'm here for the next few weeks. We'll be together a lot. We'll Maybe we'll do another podcast. Maybe I can be on Laura's podcast talking I about she nothing might be. having to do with kids. No, but
1: that's what I, I want to talk about that.
0: So, okay. What, um, aside from, you know, I know you go on your date nights. So is, I want to talk, I, for some reason, and I know I told you this the first time around when we had the first podcast remember. or no, no, I just told you in, in person, like when we're at our wine things. The fact that you prioritize date night, like, and I, again, I just said <laughs> this, the fact that you prioritize that and you also prioritize your friendships, like they like, don't have babies. Like Laura is, is constantly like, you're there for me. Like you, you are, oh. Oh, you're very supportive of everything I do. And, and I know, like, I, I get it. Like, I don't have a kid. Like I, I, I it, you know, like I can see how that can be challenging for certain people. Laura has never had that be awkward or challenging at all, but how I just, I, I, is or will you and Ben ever be alone during the week or is it always just Saturday to Sunday like will you you go out to dinner Um, with friends we're
1: working on like having a situation where we can it's it's difficult to like we you can't just like have a babysitter every Wednesday and all your plans take care of like take take place on a Wednesday right no because somebody's gonna have a birthday party and you got to find like a babysitter at the last minute or an event or a thing or that yeah um but we are really working on making it so there's like a night a week where we can go out and like just be two grown-ups. So we're going to a Rockets game next week, right? That's and awesome. we happen so to you, find it'll like happen. It okay. We happen to find a babysitter was available, but a lot of time what happens is um there isn't one available and we kind of have to choose who's gonna go and who's gonna stay home. Right. Um we also we went on a really long vacation when Selma was about 10 months old. Oh right. Yeah. Which we got a lot of no a lot of flag for that. No. No, Mm -hmm. you
0: weren't pregnant. Yes. I remember this. I remember this. Yes.
1: It was actually right when I found out I had postpartum and and I got on medication. Mm -hmm. And it was like an incredible trip because I got to like just really press the reset button. I cut like 10 inches of hair off.
0: I remember this. And I remember thinking it was so amazing that you went away.
1: We went away without Selma. And we have decided that, you know, we came back and it was completely fine with Selma. I'm sure she yep. is. She isn't ten month old Selma did not mind that mommy and daddy went on a <laughs> 10 trip. Ten month old Selma's probably and, being uh, spoiled. Uh, by yeah, me. and I only wish that like maybe we had done more things like that when she wasn't old enough to even notice. She now didn't know the she's like of two time. and a half. Right right? right, 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 But we're prioritizing taking another trip like that. I love just the that. Two of us. So many people don't do that. I think, and I'm. I think it's really important. You know that, your yeah. kids are going to grow up, and they're going to go to college, and they're going to have their own lives, and you're going to be with each other. And you got to make like you're not going to just like pick up where you left off in twenty no. years. That's my opinion. At no. least. Um, <laughs> I think like you, don't you think really, so at sixty or whatever. Yeah, you, gotta, we are at you gotta like you gotta keep touching base, mm-hmm. and I, that's like vital for me. I am an adult. I love, I love my children. But like, this is the person I chose to spend my adult yes. life with. Oh, I just got and chills. I'm a I love that. Yeah. And
0: your children, of, cur- of course, are your number one. They're your world. I you want love them, them to see death, that. But you want them to know. I said,
1: Selma, what, the other night, it was Saturday night. And Selma um, didn't, she's getting like more cognizant of the fact that we are leaving on mm-hmm, Saturday nights. Mm-hmm. And she started saying like, why are you leaving? Oh. Like I, like, because we'd gone somewhere else that she said, why are you leaving? Like, stay home, stay home. And I said, you know, mommy and daddy are going to dinner because we really love each other and we love spending time together. And tomorrow morning, we're going to spend time with you and we can't wait.
0: Oh my, did she, what like did she She say? didn't, un- you know, she didn't she's understand. two and a half, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. But she just, she kind of kept whining. But I thought, I'll keep saying this to you until you understand. But I wish somebody said that to me. Oh like, I think that's the best gift you can give a child yes. is n- having a great relationship with each other. Yes. And if we that's can give her seeing. that. Oh my God. Yeah. Because they think more give than you think. Right, they are sponges. Yeah. Like. They're sponges. And if we can show her, like, hey, guess what? You know, you got pretty cool parents right. and they love each other and they want to hang out. And she probably went to bed an hour later and didn't give a shit. Didn't like I mean didn't, didn't even all. care. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like right. and I think so many parents get stuck in that moment, that that yeah. moment is really hard when you leave the house and the kid's really sad. I was that kid. We were all that kid. And they stay home or they don't go at all.
0: Oh, see, last Yeah.
1: It's five seconds long. Right. <laughs> My our, our nanny always texts us after we leave the house cause I'll check in and say, is everything okay? That Fish, was really right. hard. And she's like, Oh my God, she's eating her macaroni and cheese and she doesn't care at all. She doesn't care. And like what she'll really care about is later on in life. Like my mommy and daddy spent time together.
0: And that's what she's going to know as an example. Yeah. Like that's
1: what's incredible. Right. Yeah. Right. Like she's going to see that. And like, I and think... when Violet's older, she'll explain that to Violet. Exactly. Like, yeah. And there are people, and like my parents love me, but they also have their own life Just and like so incredible for her to sit. Yeah. I think that's really, I think that's it's one amazing of the best things I, we can give and her. And I'm
0: certainly not judging anyone. Cause I am not, I mean, no place to judge, but I do know people that only go out with their kid, like even on a Saturday night, you know, when they're little, when they can like hear when it doesn't matter, they don't have like a sleep schedule, whatever, I don't know what it is, but they're (laughs) taking them out to like nice restaurants, like all the time. And that's lovely. That's amazing. But also, I mean, like, I'm not talking shit about that, but how special that you and Ben can have your alone time. It's awesome. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And whatever way you can make that. So like a nanny might not be an option for you, but maybe like You know, just making sure that when the kids go to bed, you guys have dinner together and the TV is off and you're talking and and you catch up and you connect Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and um, making, making each other a priority. Yeah. It's everything. I mean, it's so
0: important. So this is... There's no transition to this. So I'm just going to go for it because the wine maybe got to me. No, this is a question (laughs) because I've, this is something I've been, because again, a lot of my friends have babies and we've talked about this. What are, what's your thought? I can't, well, you had one for someone, but what are your thoughts on, um, I guess it's twofold. No, it's onefold birthday parties first birthday parties <laughs> when they don't know this is a serious question that mothers have been talking about where I'm I around I am so
1: bad just I want to put this on the record for everybody you like, had a first for Selma right I had a gigantic first but birthday would party you have for not, if you did it
0: over you were glad you did I'm it I'm so glad I did it okay, I'm going to okay. do it for Violet but it's like, got to be fair. because I
1: know but please single friends who don't need you don't have you to do come you don't need to come I'm inviting you because I have to because I Seth love you but I want straight. you to know Yeah, I'm setting the record straight Listen, oh my God, I can't imagine, I can't imagine like being... You, in your situation and having to go to all I don't these mind like go, first, no no I don't mind
0: going I don't mind I don't going. know
1: I feel guilty every Here's time what, I send I an invitation one, <laughs> I love you and I'm I, like people are just gonna start thinking of me as like the girl who sends invitations like no, I have one you're
0: friend because the people care
1: you care I, about I, them I, hey I'm having a life event I got to invite you if you can't come I forgive you no big you. deal right right yeah.
0: but I have I have a friend who said look I'm inviting you to the first birthday <laughs> but I'm not inviting you to any birthday after that because I know you don't fucking want to come and I'm like no I would be there and she's like. I mean I, I probably don't wanna go. But but, but like no. after one does like
1: Okay, stop after one. To. Parents of the world, <laughs> please listen to me right now. You send a little disclaimer email to all of your friends without children, and you tell them the why you're sorry. Right, you right. love them. They're not invited, and they're going to be so relieved. <laughs> to the two, three, four, and five year old birthday parties, first birthday parties is different. Yes, yeah, so that's a
0: big deal. It's but a big I, so then, on that like that not, note, like I have. Well, oh, I guess maybe it's more the second I'm talking about in terms <laughs> of this. In terms of so the first birthday, no, it's a big deal, and you want to like that's a big. It's a big yeah. deal. You survived. It's just really. Be a party for you. You're survived. It's a, a party a year for of the fucking parents mu- uh, too. Parenthood. You
1: got through like, year one. Yes. So
0: have yourself a big party. Do you feel like kids don't know what's going on until what age? The third birthday? Like probably do they not. May- the first one I remember so, is my do you third. Do even if someone because again I've been in conversations with this. Do you, does a second birthday party is that necessary or can you maybe opt out of that? <laughs>
1: like how do I don't like, think any of them are as far as like from a memory standpoint and like an importance to the child standpoint doesn't matter. It's really what you want to. But
0: single friends, you don't have to go. You're not single, you don't But have. like unbabied, un- un-babied people. people. Un- non non parents. <laughs> Even though you feel bad if you don't show up, but it was a don't. relief to
1: me. Everyone who told me they couldn't come, like my house had one fewer person and then I was like <laughs> able to breathe. I just I mean, seriously. It's and she, not a big it's deal. not a time where she's gonna notice. Exactly. And
0: she doesn't she doesn't that's the thing. right, they don't start having memory, or I
1: don't know no, when they start but having my, memories. My but... most memorable birthday parties when I was a kid was when I was like in third, fourth, oh, fifth God, grade. Yeah. All my friends were allowed to sleep over, and it was my friends, it wasn't my parents' was, friends. Yeah, None of my parents' friends, yeah. the parents' friends they are there. there, but when they're
0: one and two, I get it. But then it's yeah. like, okay, so... If you're a mother and you have friends that don't have kids, invite them to the first and then let's, let's, because then it is the obligation of yeah. the gift, which is fine, but there is that obligation. But I still yeah. want you to invite me to Selma's Okay, birthday. totally. <laughs>
1: you have to invite me to Violet's
0: <laughs> first and second. And that's it. I know. Violet, I'm,
1: I'm, Violet's, you're definitely, it's going to be another first birthday. I'm going to invite all the friends for sure. <laughs> then I'm like, done. I feel, I mean, I'm starting to feel bad. Like we have like the first birthday, the baby naming. Well, there's a
0: lot of stuff. There's so much
1: stuff. Right.
0: Well, okay. And so I no just, one feel pressure to like go constant. to anything. Yeah. So okay, um, change. I guess two more more serious topic. No, what advice or what not? Not advice. Uh, words of wisdom, quotes, something that you would want to instill in. But I know we talked about this in the last podcast. But let's see if it's changed. And now that Violet's in the picture, for Selma and Violet to like grow up. If there's one thing you want them to like grow up with and know, like mommy always said this and this. Like it. What would it be? A words of wisdom or a quote or something for them to really live by?
1: Wow. Um, it can be more than one thing. Fine. You're loved and you are exactly who you're supposed to be. And there are people who will love you and there are people who won't. And that is absolutely okay. You need to do what's in your heart.
0: Oh my God. And you
1: need to just (laughs) trust yourself, trust yourself and, um, let yourself be loved. And, and if
0: people don't love you, then if, then they're not, shouldn't be in your world.
1: Right. And do you. Yeah. And be of service. Yeah. And the best service that you can be is to be a friend and to um, be honest Mm -hmm. and um, allow yourself to really experience joy. Because I think we're all doing a lot of things that are supposed to give us that, but maybe they don't. Yeah. Like the perfect career. Mm -hmm. Um, But maybe the thing that gives you the most joy is Friday night dinner with your family and whatever that is like pursue that and right. let that be enough for you.
0: Right. No matter what any outsider or yeah. anyone else says. And on that note, what I know um I mean, someone's not old I don't I don't know what happens at that age but bullying there is it's yeah. quite the th- bullying online bullying with the social media what is your s- dance, I guess on, um, on the, are you going to allow Selma to be on, So do you know oh my what's God. your, well,
1: I, it absolutely terrifies me. Um, I don't feel like I have much of a platform to stand on around this because I haven't experienced it firsthand. Right. So right, right, right. I'm careful to like discuss anything that I haven't experienced as a parent mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. Lord only knows what I'm going to actually do when I get there. <laughs> um, right now I do feel very conservative around like I seem to be on the conservative end of the spectrum with the technology. Yeah. Like Selma does not... She's two and a half years old. She does not have an iPad. We don't watch very much TV. And that's not wow, because I said... Does she not look at an iPad ever? Not, no. She's never... It's not wow. like she does even know what one is. Is that weird? I don't even know what no, that's, that's weird. No, I think that's incredible. I, I have don't a friend in New know. York like that.
0: And I'm like, oh my God, it's but amazing. But like we don't
1: have iPads. I don't know. She just kind of does what we do. You do, yeah. Right, we don't and watch that on TV, phone so she doesn't, doesn't watch like, that TV. Right, right. Um, she doesn't watch that much TV. So like um, I, uh, I think... It's a matter of keeping the conversation open. Yeah. If your kid is going to have access to a cell phone at an early age, then you need to be very vigilant about making sure that the lines of communications are open at a very early age. Right. Right. I don't feel comfortable giving my kid something that enables her to communicate with people I don't know before she's able to really communicate with me. Right. So like right. why I mean we that both have to be happening at the same time. Good point. Yeah. I think yep. that I'll I, I think I'll probably always believe that. Yeah. Yeah. No matter what age my kid is. Right. Um it's funny. Like you want to protect your kid from everything when you're little um when when they're little um and beyond that. Right. Um, it's a very interesting, um, terrain to be navigating right now as a parent. Mm-hmm. And I guess my goal will just be to be in constant communication mm-hmm. and just that my open kid. lines and like, yeah. And know, like, Hey, I'm a safe place. Mm-hmm. That's what I want to be. And I'm then we will kind of
0: navigate it as it comes. Like, yeah, I'm kinda... a safe
1: place. And I also, Hey, there are rules here too, right? <laughs> like you're not going to bed with your iPad, right? You're right, not going right. to bed with right. your iPhone. Right. Um, I feel confident in my ability to enforce that given the way we do bedtime now like I just think you kind of have to set the rules and you also have to be available and there's just this fine yeah. balance between those two things. Yeah. I yeah. Love- You're so articulate. I oh, thank Go you. Ahead. <laughs> I love you.
0: I love so you. yeah, because it's a scary world. Like this it social is. media shit is crazy. It's like, crazy. Even our age. I mean, there are people when you're behind a a username or an Instagram handle, you think you're anonymous. Like you think like you're there's yeah. a person on the other end of that. Like a you're person. you're hurting someone. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a scary place. It but is. I have
1: so much faith in the children that we were raising. Yeah. And- you know, there are all these articles right now and people asking me this question. You know, people are very afraid to bring children into the world right now. Mm-hmm. And I don't blame I to them. I just say, I mean, I still I'm don't one of know those if I people. want it, but I, it's scary. Hey, I had, Selma, I had Selma and then, sorry for whatever side of the aisle you're on, but the 2016 election happened after that. And right. I was pretty terrified. Right, right. And um, – I felt like, wait, what's going? What did I do? Because I don't know that everything's going to be okay, and I just have a two-month-old, and I was terrified. And now I look at it so much differently. I look at like I look at it like I birthed the hope that we have. Like this is my hope. That's,
0: that's a good. So these way to are the look children that
1: are going to usher us into a better future, that's and the, my it. service to the world might not be a donation to my favorite charity or volunteering. It it might just be raising children who will yeah. be better than I am.
0: Like that's the, the best future. thing that I can do.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: A, you're amazing. you're really am- Laura's really amazing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You. Before we wrap up, I have to ask these questions and some of them I definitely more than likely asked on the first episode, but it, like my quick fire, rapid fire, like you just first thing that comes to mind. Yeah. Um alcohol beverage drink of choice.
1: Right now, a martini, dirty extra. Oh, olives. I wish I had that for you. No, I'm you love enjoying wine this too. Wine. Though, right? I love wine, yeah. Yeah, we were at posting last week. Yeah.
0: Um, favorite date spot in New York. In New, not New York. Okay, let's do both. No, let's I was saying Houston, but God, I said New York City. New York's on my mind. Favorite date spot in Houston.
1: We just went to Nancy's Hustle and Edo. I've never Ooh, had a better date night or meal in my life. Really? Absolutely. Best ever. Okay, go. Matthew and I have to go. And set at the bar. We sat at the bar and it was just like divine.
0: Oh my God, amazing. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Um, you might've already answered this and it might be the same answer, but maybe not. If someone played you in a movie, who would it be?
1: Oh my God. Help me.
0: <laughs> oh, wait, It doesn't have to be based on looks. It can be like, um, personality, aura, energy. Like, um, um, like if there was a movie made about your life, is there like one person that you think could like really play Laura? Really X play Rose me? Well, um,
1: some like marriage between like Anne Hathaway and Felicity Huffman maybe no not Felicity Huffman <gasps> no, she just got in like, trouble uh, <laughs> um, no that's not what I meant Felicity Jones Felicity the British Jones one. but you
0: kind of you resemble Anne Hathaway people have told you that right yes you that's resemble the only Anne Hathaway. reason why I picked her that you, they, you thought yeah but yeah, then yeah. I
1: love Julia Roberts right but I'd be like yeah. flattering myself to no, say that I'm anything Hath- like her
0: oh man now that I'm looking I'm like Anne Hathaway <laughs> oh my god that's crazy okay <laughs> so that and what would the you don't I usually ask like what. Would the title of the movie be, but either the title or what would the premise of it be? Like what would the, what would, what would your story be? The meat?
1: The theme song is Searching My Soul from Allie McBeal circa the nineties. And the premise is definitely just like this woman who may or may not be anything like the people who raised her, but grows up to love those people and also find her own joy in a life that is completely different.
0: God, I love you. I love that. Okay, amazing. Um, If you could have drinks with anyone, living or dead, who would it be? I'm
1: I'm sorry, y'all, but it's definitely Barack Obama.
0: Yeah, maybe yeah. I didn't ask you these questions. Now I'm not the first sorry. Time. I just no, mean don't like I live sorry. in Texas,
1: and I get that like people. No, mostly, I think
0: most of my listeners, a lot of them are in the Northeast. You're probably okay. I don't <laughs> want to
1: be divisive in anything that I say. If you listen to me and you're a Republican and you like what I said, keep liking what I said. Yes. but, it's but definitely Barack, Barack Obama. What about Michelle?
0: Would you want her to chime in? Like come and join the dinner. Like yeah. if you could have two people for sure um, and the kids. Yeah. yeah, love the whole and the dog, whole, the whole family. Fucking family. Love them. Yeah. Um. Okay. If you. Okay. So now, if there was a jet plane right outside of wherever we are in Houston and uh you could get on and go anywhere. Where would you go?
1: Oh. Um Italy. Mm. Yeah. I love Italy.
0: Mm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean you could stop and pick up your kids and or maybe you won't pick up your kids. Maybe can we'll just go pick to Italy up and then
1: the Maldives for a couple of yeah, yeah, we can
0: do that. It's a lot of traveling. I don't know if I would get on that yeah. plane. That'd be a long flight. I don't think I could do it. <laughs> okay. Um favorite quote. Like, favorite quote favorite just favorite quote.
1: Um it is our light, not our darkness, that frightens us most. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, and famous? Actually, who are you not to be? That's Marianne Williamson. Uh,
0: yeah. Oh, that's a good.
1: God, I you're love good. that.
0: God, I love that. I've had
1: wine. I'm recalling things. But now. you're, recall, oh, you recall better when you have wine? I recall better, I think. Interesting.
0: That's yeah. really, that's amazing. Okay. Um, Favorite place in the country? City, like favorite city in the country? Favorite
1: city in the in country? In our country. Yeah. In New York City. I mean, She's going to come, gonna come visit me. Soon. Does anyone else well, live there? To that you, question? you lived there. That's where I was you, born. You were born there. But there's no other answer to that question.
0: No, I know. Like, what else? I would maybe say Napa, like, because oh, of come the wine. On. Do you want to live in Napa? No, God, no, okay. no, no. no. Yeah, I New mean, be a, I would be drinking <laughs> 21st and That would not be good. Yeah, me not too. be good. Um, okay, and then finally, tell everyone well, first, where? where so the podcast name. I think it thinking might be the No Hands. My
1: No Hands look ma no hands look ma no hands like what your daughter says to you when she's riding a bike with no hands but what? it's actually I, me. Oh, I, yeah, I no was thinking because
0: you like having, the, yeah. you have no hands, and that's why no you're doing hands. a podcast versus writing as much. Exactly. And, and um, if that changes, obviously, I will put that in the link. And then where can they find you like on Instagram and website? So all that.
1: I'm um, Instagram. I'm Laura Max Rose, um, same as Facebook. And my blog, which I've written in not so recently, but still They're is life. alive and active, yeah, is Com best
0: name. And then your business though is lauramaxrose.com .com, but she's not taking on clients until she's done with this maternity leave so yes. don't, don't bug her. No, don't, don't unless bug it's a me. really good opportunity. Unless it's really good. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. That's, thank you for coming back. Thanks for having me. I will will we love come you come back you. again with yes. your third? i I'm just This kidding. has been so much fun. fun. <laughs> totally. This has been so fun. You're the best. Okay. Thank you so much to Laura. So follow Laura on Instagram at lauramaxrose and you can always follow me at julielauren 14 Thanks Laura. Thanks Julie. Thanks guys and I'll